Fuck you. This is winging it. It is the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other, well, doesn't. And this particular show happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes with us every week. And let me remind you that this show has no music. It is just discussion. Well, that's what's cool about it is we just talk about stuff. Radio people just... They're not normal, exactly. No. I mean, they'll be like having regular conversations, and they'll stop, and they'll restart, you know? Yeah, just to get a better take. Yeah, it's a better take. Take two. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you might be wondering, what are we going to talk about today? The best songs recorded in a single take. Are you aware of any songs that were recorded in one take? Believe it or not, as much uh, completely useless trivia... As I have ingested and retained a lot of, you know, reading rock magazines all those years ago in the 70s that I never stopped talking about. I can't think of any offhand. Well, the first song, Twist and Shout, The Beatles. Oh. So other than a few piano overdubs from George Martin, the entirety of that album, Please Please Me, was famously recorded in a single day, February 11th, 1963. They just set up their stuff in the Calvern Club, and most songs, only a couple takes, but this particular one, just one take how crazy is that i remember uh john lennon remarking about not wanting to do this one two or three times because of it just simply is it's a throat ripper it It is is, exactly what about this one this one kind of surprised me house of the rising sun really Wow, right? Touring with rock and roll legend Chuck Berry in 1964 they were looking for a song that would allow them to stand out and uh, this was it so they went Did it in less than 15 minutes. And you know what's really just cast me in the light of an absolute loser is that I just read an article a week or so ago about the recording of this song, their version of the original, the fact that Dylan heard their version playing, he jumped out of his car and banged on the hood of his car and said, this is the sound that I have to make. I did not somehow retain in all of that that they only got it in one take. One take. I mean, that's crazy. I think of all the songs that I just recorded... Some of them, 30 takes. So I can't imagine getting it in one take and being okay with it. I mean, it would have to be, yeah, it it never happens. I mean, I wonder if, like, if you were doing, like, a live album, I mean, then it is what it is, right? But even a live album, you can have edits done. So I'd be like, let's edit it. (laughs) Live albums usually need fixes of some kind. Right. You know, mistakes are made, but... Do you want to hear a mistake every time you listen to an album? No, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) Not really. Fair enough. You You don't. You don't want to hear that. You want to hear... I mean, I don't think it has to be perfection. You want to hear some level of rawness or some level of humanity. You don't want to hear, you know, robot sort of situation, but... You don't want to hear the same issue every time. You don't want to. You don't want to be able to tell. I mean, you yeah. want it to be like uh, like my edits of the show, for example, immaculate. They're immaculate. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Precision. All right, this one may or may not surprise you, and you may have heard about. It. You may go, "Wait a minute, that's right." Louie Louie by the Kingsmen was recorded in just one take. The drums are loud and crashing. The guitar break is angular and enthralling. And the mushmouth vocals help perpetuate the urban legend of obscenity that helped propel the song to success. So it is for all intents and purposes, according to, you know, 
Far Out Magazine. The first punk song, and it only took one pass to perfect. You know, all three chords played in, ex- <laughs> played in exactly the same rhythm and progress, uh, progression and order for however many minutes. Uh, it's hard to believe they got that in one take. However, it that's what's great about it, because it's so loose, it would not have been as loose the second time. That's true, and it is loose, and I don't mind that it doesn't sound perfect. No, I like what Mr. Holland said in Mr. Holland's opus. He so actually mentioned that, that song. He right. said, look, these guys have no sense of tone nope. <laughs> they can't sing nope you know the music is banal and repetitive correct but i love it it's good that's it so this one shocked me but i mean i guess i shouldn't have been shocked because of the majestic quality to this person's voice so frank sinatra's my way so he was known as one take charlie in his films and so apparently the same for his music he wanted to make sure that everything was in its proper place once the red light went on December 20th, 1968, he gave it a go, a single go, and it took minutes to get that perfectly sung song. I can't, I can't even believe it. Like, to me, it sounds like he did 30 takes because it's absolutely perfect. You know, and it is great. And I was just sitting here amusing myself thinking, why exactly do I like Frank Sinatra? Because he's not a great singer, but son of a gun, I just enjoy listening to him. Yeah, the, hey, the tunes, the, uh, the tunes are righteous. But he's not a great singer, but I love listening to the cat. I really do. I think he's a great singer. He's pleasant to listen to, but... Uh, yeah, no, I love Frank Sinatra's voice. Oh, so he, do I. So do I. He calms me, soothes me, so I think he can sing. I, It's an interesting thing to say, and we'll see what our audience says. What do you think? Can Frank Sinatra sing? So this one's interesting, though I will say for some reason, when I saw this, I went, well, yeah, I get that. I totally hear that. James Brown, Papa's got a brand new bag. Can you not go, oh, yeah, James Brown doing that in one take? I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's that, you've got to capture that energy and there is kind of a spontaneity in his music. You know what I mean? And I feel like it is captured. There's James nothing Brown. about it that would benefit from being repeated two or three times. It, it just came out so right, and it, it needed to be that at, uh, that spontaneous. And that, I agree. Uh, you know. I think that's part of his magic. One take, I can't even believe it. it. Like you said, could not be replicated with multiple takes. There is no way. Just one and done the way he liked it. Well, you know, I think if he were doing a concert, he wouldn't say, oh, let's do it again. It'll sound better the second time. Right. And uh, now... We're hmm. talking prescience here. You called him, and that's his nickname, of course, besides Godfather of Soul, the hardest working man in showbiz. Read the letters that are on this uh, escape mental patient note right here. H-W-W-I-S-B. Hardest working woman in showbiz. I wrote that down oh. about a half an hour ago to call you because little does the audience know, you performed live today on stage in Ascent, and you're doing three radio shows tonight. That makes you, at least for today, the hardest working woman in showbiz. Oh, well, that is that is very sweet. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Sweet and prescient. And prescient. Wow, that is. Seriously, like, get out of my head. What the hell? Yes, indeed, we did perform, and it was a great show, though really fucking hot. Really hot. The Doll Hut, they do have air conditioning now in there, though it's on the stage, two air conditioners, thank goodness. Still hot. I mean, it's just a hot-ass day, but... But yes, today was quite a day. So what about, I just can't believe this, but I Feel Love, Donna Summer, done in one take. I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to go on record and say I don't have a problem with that. I can I can easily believe that. I, I can't believe that. I mean, it's just, again, it's just done so well. Um, 
It's not Schubert's Trout Quintet, okay? It's uh, uh, it's it's not. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, it came together in one take. It's it's just it's disco perfection. I love it. I love her voice, and I just it's a song that is not super easy to sing. And I say that from experience because I that's sung right. It. We just covered it. <laughs> it's not easy to sing. I mean, she's she's just magic. So um, again. As a singer, as somebody who uh, labors over their vocals, I just find it fascinating that they can do it in one take. I don't get it. Though I love what you said about, well, you know, when you're on stage, you don't get to do it again. Mm -hmm. It's true. And although a lot of times you wish you could. I do. There was a couple times today where. Like Led Zeppelin or something. We. We couldn't hear ourselves because the sound is what the sound is wherever it is, right? And you don't know what you're going to get. And I couldn't hear what Bruce was doing, and I got lost a couple times. Oh, and that's bad. All I could do was watch his feet and go, "Okay, so the now I come in." So I was like, "Oh, I wish we could have done that again," or you know what I mean. So, yeah. but you can't. And did the audience notice? No, but of course we're gonna be like, "That sucked," you know, for days. But whatever. Uh, but there is a magic to the live performance, which is why we love it so much. So I don't know if you've heard the version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, What a Wonderful World by Israel Kamakawaioli. I can't even say it. I don't. I have no idea how to say it. It's Hawaiian, so I apologize to everyone. I have no idea how to say it. Um, but he recorded it in 1998, and it is just so beautiful. And it took him 15 minutes. Because you don't know, we're going to stop and listen. So now we listen to it, and he did that at 3 a.m., and just a lovely little sweet version, just uke and a voice, nice little segue. The segue is so is immaculate between the two songs, turning them into a two-song medley, and you recognize how well they mesh. I mean, it was really brilliant. He's a surgeon. Yeah. yeah seriously, amazing. All right. So what about Losing My Religion, done in one take? Well, it's awfully, it is really kind of flawless. I mean, it doesn't sound like anything was done wrong the first time at all. Because no. Because it's just, they couldn't have wanted to sound any better. And thankfully, the clothespin did not come off Michael Stipe's nose. So, Well, I like it. I think um, he's got a rawness to his voice that I think really helps. Again, not a not like a brilliant singer. I mean, but it works for R.E.M. Oh. Just like Ringo works for Beatles. Um, not brilliant, but he Absolutely. works. Absolutely. Um, so it's not an easy song to sing, but he got all the gut churning emotions out on the very first try and everything just sounds great. I can't imagine, like you said, that song sounding any better. So one take is all they needed. So those are the songs that I wanted to cover that were done in a single take. I think that's pretty amazing. I mean, so think of, think of the song that was the hardest for you to record. Can you think of that song, whether it's on your anthology, yeah, which he hardest? just released? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or on Tell Me a Story. Which one was the hardest? Probably Non Lives and No Heart on Tell Me a Story because it's got like 30 tracks. That'll do it. Yeah. 30 tracks is a lot. And can you imagine, even with knowing and having everything set up and having your vocalist, having everything done, doing it in one take? 
it's different when you're working remotely like that, but none of the parts I recorded were one takes. There's no way. Very I mean, seldom, and yeah. do you think the the singer had one take? Probably not, especially since it's somebody else's song. I now I do one takes on my vocals because they're just they're not going to get any better. <laughs> Weren't they demos mostly for? I mean, on Tell Me a Story, they no, were no, demos. I mean, my own stuff, Professor P. Soup stuff. Uh, usually well, only one take on the vocals because they're well, just not going to get any better. So. I'm trying to think of the song that was the hardest regrets, for me I've, to record. Regrets. I've had a few. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. There's a lot of songs that were really hard for me that I had diff- difficult parts on, and I had to do it. I will tell you, the inside was hard for me. That's a hard song oh. for me to do. Um, um, what was hard? There, I don't know. Gosh, so many songs that are hard for me because I wanted them to sound a certain way. And here's there's a weird phenomenon that happens with me. I think I sound a certain way when I'm singing a song, and then I hear the playback, and I'm like, what the hell is that? What kind of crooner shit was that? I want rock shit. I, what the hell is that? So then I have to go dial it up a little bit, and I got to make it a little more raw, and I got to make it, and I'm just like, that sounded just too sweet. I don't know what the hell. So sometimes there's a disconnect between what I thought I sounded like when I sang it and then what I actually did, and so I have to go back and do it again. So that's weird. That's a strange like cognitive dissonance moment I have. Because you can hear in here, in, but in not here. In here. In here. Yeah. Right. Thank you. There is yeah. a distinction. Yeah. So I heard it in here. That's the problem. But not in, in here. here. So once I hear it in here, in here you then recognize I'm like, it was totally wrong in, in there. Here. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And you have to be in the room to understand what we were saying, and it's an inside joke, but just go with it, folks. So that is another interesting topic, I think. Best songs, some of the best songs anyway, recorded in a single take. Now that does, that's not to say that uh, songs that take multiple, uh, that require multiple takes aren't great, but wow, some of these classics that are just done in one take just floor me and make me uh, question my, if I have any talent at all. So anyway, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that, David. I enjoyed it immensely. I thought it was very interesting to see uh, that sometimes one and done is, is good. You can do that. I don't have that, but some people can. So, if you have no further remarks, sir, I guess there's just one thing for you to say. And that would be, let's fly this coop. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.